Sarah Schaefer, and I'm here today with Kathy Loudenberg, and we welcome you to the Teeth of Grace podcast. As we start today, we are going to be looking at the topic again of the fruit of the Spirit. And a couple episodes ago, I had asked Kathy if the fruit of the Spirit was something that others see in us versus we seeing it in ourselves. And today we're going to be talking about seeing the fruit in mm-hmm. people and testing the spirits. Mm-hmm. So, so and it comes that. from that same book in his presence with all of these McDonald, Wesley, Matthew, Joseph Parker, Alexander, this book, it's a devotional to readers. It's day by day by day. If you want to read it that way, I don't, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> of course I don't, but um, I turned to this page today and Oh, it is so good. The scripture is by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes, figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. And that's what I love about this book. It's the book of Matthew all the way through. And we've read that scripture a hundred times. But then this book by some hero of the faith fleshes this out. Mm. And the depth is just, so the fruit and the, the fruit we've said before, depends on our progress and our love for Christ. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, mm-hmm. how much are we feeding on him? How much are we feeding on the world? Mm-hmm. It just boils down to that. So um, I, I want to read this by Matthew Henry. We must test everything. Thessalonians 5.21. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God. John 4.1. And the touch tone is the fruit being of the discovery of the tree. You cannot always distinguish trees by their bark and leaves or by spreading their boughs. But the fruit tells the story. The fruit is always according to the tree. Men may make all sorts of declarations and professions, but the stream and bent of their practices will agree with what is true in their lives. Christ says that if you know what the tree is, you may know what fruit to expect. A bunch of grapes may hang from a thorn bush. So may a good truth, a good word or, or, or action be found in a bad man. But you make sure, you may be sure that it didn't grow there. The good fruit is never expected from a bad man. And more than getting a clean thing out of an unclean container, unsanctified hearts are like thorns and thistles, which come in with sin and are worthless, vexing, and for the fire at last. Sarah, I got to pause there because I don't know how to say this. You, I read these men, these great heroes, and I think how terse they are and how. Mm-hmm. And we're not used to that in this country, <laughs> right? It's almost abrasive. Yes. It's, yes. I mean, if you read that, I mean, we we have been fed the milk of the word for so long, and not all the churches do that. Some are really just hitting the mark, but for the most part, the book of Revelation says he will spit the church out of his mouth, the mm-hmm. lukewarm one. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we've been passive. We've never been under a lot of trials where they're certainly here and they're coming, more, more of them, but we've never been forced to grow up. Mm. we've never been forced we've we've lived in a free country and i think we've lost a lot so when i read these i get the depth from these scriptures 
there's such a depth to all of these writers that I just love. Mm-hmm. I just love. It challenges my, oh, let's just play Jesus and let's just go to church and let's just be fine. And this casual lukewarmness that a lot of the churches have in America and a lot of believers have. Mm. Is God give me this and give me that and I'm fine and I love you, but you know, it's not serious. It mm-hmm. might be a little tiny love affair, but it's not a passionate love mm-hmm. affair, you know? So I'm going to finish the rest of this. We know a man by his words and actions, by the course of his life when he is least observed. If you would know whether he was right or not, observe how he lives. Let his works testify for or against him. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sat in Moses' chair, but they were proud, covetous, false, and oppressive. And therefore, Christ warned his disciples of them. What affections and practice what affections and practices will lead others into? If they are of God, their words and actions will tend to promote humility, love, holiness, serious godliness. If what they preach has a manifest tendency to make people proud, worldly, contentious, loose, careless in their conversation to allow them to indulge in carnal liberty and to exercise their sin. This persuasion is not from God. Faith and a good conscience are held together. Always try doctrines of doubtful disputation by graces and duties of confessed certainty. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I bumbled that a little bit, but well, those are it is so deep. It, right. This is so rich. This is what we need to really be hungering for. Books like these, mm. writers like these, mm-hmm. men that have. We need a more serious. We need a more serious attitude about the Bible and about God's requirements. Mm-hmm. They're not just suggestions. Grow up and be just like me. Mm-hmm. Be conformed into my image. You should you should become me mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Where Christ and I look very much the same, talk the same, feel the same, pretty much the same. Uh, I mean, you know, within reason. <laughs> I'm just me. Because we're still on this side of glory. Yeah. yeah. So by their fruit, they'll know them. So there we have it again. The fruit is there mm. to be had. Mm-hmm. Love, joy. Peace, patience, kindness, self-control. I forget the other ones. It's there mm-hmm. to be eaten. To be eaten in the to the extent that if we are walking with Christ in such a way that we produce fruit, it becomes part of us. Mm. It becomes who we are. Mm-hmm. It's more about my identity mm-hmm. than then it's more about our identity in Christ. Right, right. And to me, that kind of measures. So to what degree am I in Christ? Mm-hmm. If I don't have one of those fruits, if I don't have peace right there, I'm not walking in God's word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the surgery that I just talked about, I've, I've had to I've had to go back to this. OK, Lord, through the spirit is peace. And joy, I'm not real excited to have this. Surgery, but but my heart's OK with it. Mm hmm. Well, and you have joy not in the surgery, and we don't have joy in the suffering or in the trial itself. 
but we don't have the opposite is the key. I'm not complaining. Oh God, what if? And I'm right. not, I'm not going to a place where, oh my gosh, I can't, I, a panic place. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people go mm-hmm. to when, mm-hmm. when something happens and they, they can't figure it out or they don't get their own way. I mean, I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. but in the midst, right. In the midst of this, my fruit, what I'm living and feeling and thinking is part of a measurement of how much am I God's? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I love how James says in the first chapter, this translation says, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet or other say encounter trials of various mm-hmm. kinds. It's not saying count it all joy. Don't count the trial necessarily as joy, but count that opportunity that you have yes. within the trial to know God in a way you would never know him without the trial. Just like Johnny said in the last episode that we talked about, she would rather be in the chair and know God like she knows him than to be out of it and not know him. We would rather go through whatever God puts before us to know him in a way that we could never know him without that. And what we're not used to in this country is it's most of this work is done by suffering. It just really is because then we have, Hopefully, we have an urge to get a little closer to him. Right. Now, usually in the beginning, it's, oh, God, please take this away and please heal my back. And I'm trusting you. And we can do all of that stuff. Absolutely. We can and ask that's okay. that. That's right. totally fine. That's totally fine. But when he doesn't, that's when I think a lot of Christian Americans stumble, mm-hmm. stub their toe. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been fed that name it and claim it stuff for decades now that he's just a vending machine and our lives are supposed to be great. We need to expect suffering, just like Jesus mm-hmm. accepted suffering. And he knew why he came. Right. He knew the cross was before him. Yeah. He came to be a ransom for many. He did. So, so the fruit, the fruit, it's all there to be had. And, and I like this one because I, I've been saying, okay, so God, how, how can I, uh, how can I do this surgery well? And and there it is. The fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, love, joy, peace. That I don't love the surgery, but I love my Lord. Mm-hmm. With incredible passion, he saved me, saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I know that every minute in there, I have a chance to be a medical missionary again. Right. I have, if my light is shining and I'm not complaining and I'm not, when they come in, when I had my lower back and she came in and said, you need to sit up. And I said, you want me to do what? (laughs) I was just barely out of the anesthesia. I was still loopy and saying crazy things. Kind of like I do with you sometimes. And um, now I know why. No, no, I know why. And oh my gosh, they taught me how to log roll over because you can't sit up. Your back has been Mm. screwed together. You can't sit. You have to roll over like a log and then put one arm down and then throw this left foot up and over because it was my, and to get out of bed. I mean, it was, and when I got out of bed, when I, I, I sat up for the first time, I passed totally out. Fell right mm. into the nurse's belly. Just, just, <laughs> I don't know how long I rested on her belly, but um, because um, the pain was horrible. But in that hospital, the chaplain of that hospital came into my room every time and said, tell me more. Hmm. Tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Because even in the midst, not even, in the trial is the best way to measure ourselves 
of love, joy, peace. Mm-hmm. Right. It's 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 a the fruit is part of becoming who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is an interesting passage that you read because going back to Matthew seven, it's Jesus talking in the Sermon on the Mount, and he's you know obviously he wants us in our own hearts to yield to him to to bear the fruit, but what he's telling us here is to be wise enough to recognize it in other people. And, and I think that to just to go back to what we were saying initially, that we can know who is authentic and who is not, who is teaching us truth and who just has truth hanging on them, like a, a sprig of grapes stuck on a thorn bush. Yeah. And, you know, he's saying, you could have like a sprig of truth stuck on a thorn bush. Yeah. But you know, or you could have that grape there, but it didn't grow there. Exactly. And it's kind of where we're at sometimes. Well, I'm a Christian. Um, and I have several people that, people I love. I am a Christian. But their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Their lives, I'm going, you've got that. That's the first, the first thing is to know what Jesus is Lord, but that's a baby. Right. And they may know Jesus is Lord. Yeah. But there's no, but there's no growth. There's no produce. And this sentence right here, I love this. If they are, if we are of God, our words and actions will tend to promote humility, love, holiness, serious godliness. Right. This is another way, when we first started, we talked about faith or fear and how to measure our faith and fear. This is the same thing. Mm. I know that when I walk through that hospital door, um, I've got two choices. Yes. But only one comes from him. Mm-hmm. And that's to be thankful, to be I, not joyful, but Lord, this is okay. Not be distressed. I need to have this done and it will make my life better. But the fruit is people should be able to recognize those things in us. So when that chaplain came into my room every day, mm-hmm. he was seeing the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, right. peace, patience, and and fun because I'm, I'm a middle school teacher. I remember <laughs> I have arrested development at that level. I mean, that's what I want this next hospital trip to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last time I was in there for a week um, with the norovirus, because I went in for something else and then I had a sodium crash and then I went in, then I caught norovirus in the hospital. Oh. That's another reason why I'm not really cool on going to hospitals. But while I was in there, gosh, I got to talk to like 30 people probably that came in and out of that room. How can you be so joyful? How can you, how can you be? Well, I just love Jesus and he loves me. Mm-hmm then you can just be, if our fruit should cause other people to, to notice, to right, notice, right. how can you be this happy? Right. Because I know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and who, who has a platform like that? You were given that platform because you were in a situation where you should have been depressed. You should have been despairing. You should have been mad at God. You should have been mad at God. Why did you do this? Right. Why did you allow this? Um, 
you know, you should have been all, you know, bitter for sure. You know, all these things that would have been and no patience. I want out of here. Right. I want out of here. Right. Cause then I had to spend another week because of the norovirus. Cause they wouldn't let me go. Cause I was contagious. Right. And I got it in the hospital. Yeah. I should have been rallying at all of them. Right. And so they're coming in and saying why. And it's like, well, because I have, I have someone else that I live for. This one young man, I got to tell you this. Yeah. I have to tell you this. Sorry, I just interrupted you. No, no, go ahead. I don't like it when I do that, but I do it a lot. I'm all right. You know me well enough. Yeah. You get excited, Kathy. I do get excited. (laughs) So tell tell? your story. (laughs) Yes. This one one little guy came in um, while we were up there and and, uh, he was wrapping the, the... the things around my legs to tighten them, the, the compression, so, compression, so that I could turn that machine on. Yeah. And he was wrapping my legs and he said, I just, I just don't get it. Hmm. I, I just don't get it. How can you act like this? And I said, well, I love Jesus. And, and, we, and then we talked about him and, and um, he came in. He, he, I was there almost two weeks, nine days, 10 days, something like that. He came in, the first time twice a day and then three times a day. And then every time he had a break, he'd come in and say, give me another scripture. Give me something else I can hang on to. Mm. So for those 10 days, 11, I forget how many it was felt like an eternity to me, but um, what a privilege. Mm. What a privilege. He'd never heard this little gal from Texas came up. She was a strong Christian, but she was the head nurse that day and she was over her head. She was in mm. panic and she said, I can tell by how you act and how you talk that you love Jesus and I need prayer fast. So she, if she run into the room, I'd just lay hands on her and pray for her. Mm. Wow. Because she was in charge that day and the hospital was full. It was running over because wow. of the norovirus too. Right. So, so that's, um, when I feel like I'm bragging, that's when the tears always come and I get really quiet. So bear with me. So when those people walked in, what they saw was the fruit. Right. They saw who Jesus is. Right. They recognized him. They recognized him. I think it's okay, Kathy, that you brag because you're bragging on him. Because nobody naturally, like we were just saying a few minutes ago, nobody naturally responds to that kind of suffering and that kind of pressure like you were under in that hospital in the way that you did. And that's what they saw. They saw something supernatural going on and it was God in you and you're acknowledging that and giving glory to him. So we all hear that. I hear that for sure. And the janitor lady would come in and she'd go talk to me more. I've never had a Bible. So I, I took her to some verses in my Bible and we read this and I gave her suggestions of maybe not starting in the old Testament, maybe starting the, the gospels. Right. Or Psalms, or uh, it was just this beautiful ministry time in the mm. mission field in Boulder. Right. So that's how, that's how this surgery is going to go. It's another right. opportunity for me. If you're a Christian out there, every minute a trial hits, we have a chance to glorify God or bring Him down. Right. Listeners, I'm so glad that you are here for this special episode today as we talk about fruit and we talk about wisdom of recognizing that fruit. Now, not everybody is going to be as blatantly fruitful 
as dear Kathy was. And I can say that because she was in a incredibly weakened, compromised, physical, emotional situation. And so we know, again, like I was saying, that's a supernatural thing that God was doing through her, that she was yielded to him in a way that even the chaplain who in Boulder, I'm just going to say it quite frankly, may or may not have been a believer was coming in to get truth from her. And the young man who wanted a verse to hang on to every day and the head nurse who needed prayer and would run into Kathy's room and the janitor, you know, all of these people, there's no way that Kathy would have encountered these people out on the streets of Boulder. She had to be where she was to be able to minister to them. And she had to be so compromised that it was obviously something else going on through her. So I I say all that because I just want you to know, Kathy, that we we see that God is at work in you and, and we know God will do a great work in you again on this surgery. And listeners, if you're out there and you're in a situation and you cannot see how God is working, don't, don't seek for that. Just seek for him. Yeah. Just seek yeah, him it's from him. Yes. It's him. It's him. He's in us. And when we get to see that happening, it is a, a gift from him. But I think sometimes he will do things that we never know about. And he probably produced fruit on that hospital visit that you're talking about that you don't even know about. So, um, and just as another, just to kind of take that other side of it too, that I pray listeners that you be wise and don't just take a little sprig of truth and assume that the whole tree is good. Please be wise as to who you listen to. Even when you're listening to us, open your Bibles. We try to give you scriptures and be discerning about what you're hearing. Because if somebody is going to tell you that your life is going to be all unicorns and rainbows, they are not reading the Bible. They are talking out of their head. And they may take a scripture, but even even the devil did that when he tempted yeah. Christ. He took scripture out of context. And, um, and so be wise. And I love how Jesus uses the simple illustration of a tree. And that's just what I want to end with is Mm -hmm. that when we see a tree, just something we see every day, most of us every single day, we know what kind of tree it is. I know that some of the trees I'm looking at outside my window are aspens and some of them are maples and some of them are pine trees Mm -hmm. because of the leaves that they produce. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure about somebody just watch their life, especially if it's somebody that you're trying to get your life close to. We just really encourage you to watch them closely and don't deny what you're actually seeing with your own eyes. And, Lord, and, and Sarah, for those who, um, I've, I've ha- I'm 72, I just turned 72, so I've had a lot of time to digest all of this. So I don't want anybody to feel um, offended by this, but we just press into Jesus. Mm-hmm. The, the more we walk in tandem with him and yoked mm-hmm. with him, he's got it all for us. Absolutely. He's got it all for us if we just open our hearts and pursue him like we pursue other things or beyond other things. Absolutely. If you want to reach out to us, listeners, you can always email us, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at theteethofgrace.com, or Sarah, S-A-R-A, at theteethofgrace.com. We would both love to hear from you. Listeners, we are praying for you, and we love you. God bless. Mm -hmm.